How do you deal with an unhappy tenant? We're going to answer that today on this episode of Real Talk Rentals. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you the behind the scenes scoop on owning an investment property and everything that goes into property management. I'm your host, Ben. With me, as always, Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to expert on all things rental property out here in Arizona. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about something that we had to talk about, I guess, eventually, which is handling unhappy tenants. It happens. It's probably the reason a lot of people sign up for property management, right? right? Um, So even with, you know, perfectly placed tenants, issues come up, right? And, and balls get dropped or, or there's just some people that are unsatisfied no matter what. So let's start talking about, um, we can start the conversation on when there is an issue in a, in a property or an issue with a tenant. If you have a property manager, how is that information communicated? How does the tenant come, you know, communicate to the property manager? How is the owner involved? How does that kind of go? Yeah. So good question. Like you said, it's a, it's, it's a necessary conversation to have because not just in uh, property management, but in all service-based businesses, you know, there's going to yeah. be unhappy customers at some point and property management's unique because you've got the client that hires on queue, right? They're, they're the landlord, they own the property. And then there's the tenant that lives in the home and you have to kind of serve both of them, obviously. And right. got, you've got a responsibility to, to kind of juggle both balls at the same time. Um, unfortunately in this industry as well, communication or lack thereof usually comes when there's an issue. It's very rare that, you know, there's happy communication that just says, Hey, Eric, I just wanted to call and say how awesome you're doing. Yeah. I'm just calling to let you know, my rent will be on time yeah, and the, everything's working great. Yeah. It's, it's usually the communication starts with something negative. It's right. Hey, something's broken. Hey, I can't pay my rent or if I'm the owner, where's my money? Why is that expense? Why is that so expensive? You know, whatever it is. And so you're starting from a kind of on the defense a little bit. And so we, we always try and train and help, um, help our team understand we need to be more proactive than reactive when we're dealing with issues. So um, I would just say that how the communication happens, let's just say from the resident or the tenant side is uh, like a maintenance request. It could be online. It could be a phone call. It could be a text. However, they're sending that communication. Right. The, the property manager absorbs that or the maintenance coordinator, whoever it is, absorbs that, makes a decision. And then, you know, calls or emails or notifies the owner, depending on what the issue is, you know, and it could be maintenance. It could be rent related. It could be weather related that, you know, Hey, the flooding, the, the rain, I can't tell you when it rains super hard, man, the, the monsoons, we know the next day's communication is going to be roof leaks yeah. and floods and, you know, that yeah. sort of stuff. So, you know, how that's, how that communication is made is super important. It's one of the questions you want to ask as you're interviewing property management companies. Hey, when there's a repair, when rent is late, how am I communicated? The, yeah. You know, how is this communicated to me? Is it by an email? Is it by a phone call? Is it by a monthly statement? Do you guys just do stuff without asking? Do you have a limit? You know, there's all sorts of different things. We try and leverage, you know, involve the owners as much as they want. Some of our owners are, they want high touch. They're very involved. Some of them over time, especially we've gained that trust and it's just, right. it becomes, Hey, Ben, I trust you. You know, you're, if you made the call, I have to understand that you you listened and to the tenant's needs, you met their needs, and then you you let me know on the back end. And some of them, you have to hold their hand along the way. Yeah, 
they just want a, a, somebody to call and tell them, walk me through the whole thing that happened. Yeah. And, and the best we can, we leverage, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but we leverage technology the best we can, whether that's simple technology like texting and emailing, sending photos, or it's the technology of our portals where you can track all of the work orders, all of the inspections, right. all of the, and that is in a sense, communicating all this information without, you know, a standard phone call. Yeah. Um, we want, we want to be known as the ones that will pick up the phone and we will talk to you. And we, if, if yeah. you want to communicate that way, it's just becoming, I just got out of a meeting this morning, kind of not in uh, the day-to-day management related, but within the real estate side. And people are just so much more responsive by text message than email. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, or you call and they'll send you to voicemail. You send a text, they'll respond right away. Yeah. And it's like, I just called you but no one wants to pick up the phone and talk anymore. So Dude, I legitimately never answer my, my cell phone. Yeah. Like unless it's my wife calling, I'm like, they'll leave a message or text me. If it's you know, I was talking to our sales team and I'm like, it depends on the demographic. You know, if the, the older demographic, it seems like they prefer phone calls. Yeah. Younger. You better not call them. You're not getting any, anywhere. Yeah. You better not email them. Cause they've got 34,000 unread messages on their app. You know? Yeah. And, and I, you know, to that point, like the reverse is also true where, if a tenant's having a, an emergency where the roof is flooding, you know, yep. it's like, Hey, I, I want to talk to you and know that you're doing something like they don't want to just, yeah. you know, submit like, and eh, just send a picture via email. You know, yep. like I understand that urgency of being like, I need to talk to a human to know that they understand yep. the gravity of this. Yeah. And so it, 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 we could go into a million different scenarios, but a lot of it is your property manager has to dice digest the information and decide, Hey, is this a phone call? Is this an email? Is this a text? Yeah. You know, and those are different variations of uh, urgency, you know, yeah. uh, if it's Sunday morning and your house is on fire, like you're getting a phone call, email and a text. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah we're, we're figuring out a way to get a hold of you and your yeah. emergency contact, you know, but if it's, Hey, the tenant put a request in cause their fans unbalanced. It's like, Hey, we're just going to work with the tenant to resolve that issue. Not yeah. going to cost you any money. It could be a phone call. And we may not, uh, need to call the owner to tell him we had that phone call, but right. You know, so there's just different, different scenarios there. So, so speaking to that, um, is there ever a scenario where an owner would be speaking directly to the tenants if they have a property management company? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say no. Next question. Yeah. Then. No. So they're, they're really, you know, you want to be touchy, you know, I want to be a little touchy with it. Cause it's not that we don't, that it's illegal to, or anything like sure. that, but it really, crosses the boundary of like, hey, why did you hire a manager in the first place if you're just going to go circumvent around them and go talk to them directly? Yeah. And it could, most of the time that it does happen, it happens innocently. They're like, oh, I just wanted them to let, let them know I, I hired a new pool service and I wanted to introduce them. So I have yeah. a group text with my pool guy. That's great until there's an issue. And then they're texting the owner directly instead of the management right. company. Yeah. And it's not that stuff will get handled faster. It actually is slower because then the owner is looping in the property manager. The property sure. manager is reaching out to the tenant and the tenant's like, dude, I already told the owner about this, you know, and it's this, this whole issue. Um, I recently actually had without getting too, uh, too into the details, but there was a, an issue where a tenant deserved a rent credit because their house wasn't habitable because of this repair, right? There's a home warranty issue and this big repair, nobody's fault. It wasn't yeah. the owner's fault. wasn't the tenant's fault. wasn't the management company's fault. It home just warranty's it, fault. It, it was a home warranty <laughs> issue. And honestly, it, it usually doesn't take this long, but it, it just took forever for this yeah. part, right? Um, 
And so anyway, the tenant got a credit uh, for the rent credit. The owner was unhappy with the with the credit amount, but I'm like, it's an Arizona statute. Like, sorry, it has to be this. Sure. Right? Well, the owner took it upon themselves to call the tenant and negotiate this rent, right, or this credit. It didn't come, didn't uh, wasn't successful. So then I get roped in, and the owner's like, hey, how about you call? And I didn't know that they called. So I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, I'll call the tenant, and I'll just see, like, hey, see if there's some wiggle room, if we can mutually agree to a smaller whatever. And the tenant told me, like, because the owner contacted me and was so rude to me, I am going to stick to my guns and take this credit. Sorry. Yeah. And so it actually, like, worked against the owner that they reached sure. out. And it, I didn't call the owner back and tear him a new one. I was just like, hey, unfortunately, because there's been multiple communications. And, right. You know, it just doesn't work. And now they have your cell phone number. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Guess so, what? <laughs> guess what? So, yeah. So I don't know. It, it really is to answer your question. Hopefully there isn't a need. And if there yeah. ever is a need and you're the owner, ask the property manager why. And usually it's like, you want to create distance. You want to create, yeah. you know, there's, there's a reason you have a manager. You listen to one in one ear, listen to one in the other ear. And then you, you know, the property manager has got to figure out, you know, the yeah. solution. I mean, and we talk about, I mean, we've said this a million times, but take the emotion out of it. You know, owners yeah. are going to be, that's their house. That's their property. That's their investment, you know, and they're going to be emotionally invested in, in a way a property manager can look at it objectively and yeah. say, no, 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 no. Here's the rule or here's the law or whatever. And let's do this, you know? Yeah. So I've heard people say like the, uh, it's kind of like you, you wouldn't call your stock, you know, you have your stock broker and let's say you bought this stock and it's tumbling. It's not like, I'm going to call the company directly and see what the heck's going yeah. on. It's like, I don't know, maybe just talk to your stockbroker who's yeah. like the in-between and, you know, and that's, doesn't relate apples to apples, but it is the same premise that it's like, Hey, you hired a professional to manage your investment, yeah. your rental house. You know, if you don't trust the manager, that's one thing, but you know, certainly don't take it out on the tenant by, by directly uh, communicating with them. And usually there's a, there are many, many reasons why you shouldn't. So yeah. just, just take those into account, work with your property manager. And if it's not us, if it's somebody else and you're having trouble, just, just ream them and be the squeaky wheel until you, you figure yeah. out, you know, the solution. I would say like 90% of the time too, when we see upset tenants and we see complaints and stuff like that, like the issue, if you put yourself in their shoes is understandable, you know, like, well, yeah. of course, you know, the, the roof's leaking, of course they're going to be upset. They're not mad at any one person in particular, it's yeah. just the situation. And as a property management company, it's our job to not be defensive. Yeah. Like you said, you know, to, we represent both and to say like, Hey, I get it. Yeah. That, that sucks. Let's no, help and, you out. Yeah, and you, you want to create a win-win while still honoring the lease and honoring your agreement with the property owner. Like there are win-win scenarios. Yeah. I mean, tenants understand that, yes, I have my rights, but I also don't own the house and they get it. As long as you communicate and you answer and you're, you're trying to work towards a common solution. Like you, you just need to trust the expert and and let them do their job. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the most common issues um, that tenants have and how they can be avoided. Um, I know you and I both know a lot about this because you often deal with escalations. I'm usually the one who deals with the complaints online or something. So we see all the stuff yeah. that comes in, but let's talk about what those situations are and then what you can do to be proactive to not have an unhappy tenant. Yeah. So the, I would say a lot revolve around maintenance because, and it goes on both sides, like maintenance costs the owner money, you know, the landlord responsible maintenance issues that come up and tenants are like, Hey, I'm paying rent 
and I work a full-time job or two and I, I can't just sit around waiting for vendors. And so sure. if you can solve the issue of maintenance, you know, that's half of the issues, you know, it's right. Especially in Arizona, you know, if your AC is out during the summer, it becomes a touchy subject, you know, and it's yeah. like people can't just take time off work to sit at their house and wait for an air conditioning tech to show up. Yeah. And I get that. So it's, it's, you know, the, the property management company is trying to find the vendor, vet the right vendor that's nearby that can get there quickest. But at the same time, trying to work with the tenant schedule and the owner's budget, <laughs> you yeah. know, trying to like juggle all these balls. Right. And then if it does come back high, then it's like, Hey, maybe there's another couple other solutions or something like that. So maintenance is the biggest thing. And what solves it, even if it doesn't solve the actual repair is communication. A hundred percent. Right. A lot of our training, like we've invested tons and tons of time and energy into quality assurance checks, trainings, um, just trying to figure out ways to communicate better. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a better phone call to let the tenant know, Hey, sorry, they can't come today, but they can come tomorrow instead of no one, nobody showing up. And then the tenant's upset and is online that yeah. night emailing you like, dude, no one showed up today. What's going on? If you would have just sent the message that said, Hey, sorry, they couldn't make it today. They'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Get in a hotel tonight or, you know, whatever it is. Um, on maintenance, you, you kind of touched on it. Home warranties, like oh, home yeah. warranties, uh, you know, it's hard cause I've owned them. I've sold real estate a lot where the owner or the buyer or seller involves it in the transaction. And it's like this win. Right. But then it's like on the management side, it can be a big lose. And, um, it, it makes it super difficult for the property manager to, uh, to facilitate the maintenance because yeah. you're, you're totally putting it to a third party who then vendors it to a third party. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it was that fourth party or whatever it is, yeah. but dude, it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. It, it makes it so hard. And the tenants sit and they're like, I don't care if it's home warranty, not my problem, dude. Like yeah. my, I don't have hot water or I don't have AC or I don't, you know, I can't use the bathroom now because your home warranty vendor is three weeks out. Like that's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. 100%. You know, the, and the owner's like, no, sorry. That's, I just want to pay the fee to the home warranty. So it, that, that one is a word of caution. They're not great. And as a landlord, yeah. <laughs> you very, very rarely save money anyway. So I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't prioritize getting a home warranty. And then, okay. And then, uh, I, it's funny. I just stopped there because I was going to, piggyback on your, your comment that how important communication is. And maybe this story is a little out there, but I'm going to share it anyway is so I used to, before I got into office type work and stuff, i I waited tables. I was a waiter and, uh, I was terrible at it. I was very bad. <laughs> like I just, waiter, man. <laughs> I, I just couldn't carry the trays. I would drop food all the time. Like I was just like a cartoon character That's version so of waiter, just bad, but I got amazing tips and my coworkers and I actually worked with my wife at the time. She was a, uh, a cocktail waitress there, though we weren't together or married. And she goes, how do you get such good tips? And I said, I'm just, I just tell people the truth. You know, yeah. I just come up like, <laughs> Hey, it's going to be a little longer on your food. Cause I dropped it. Yeah. Like and <laughs> it's that, my bad. dude. Yeah. yeah. And that goes such a long way for just them knowing that as yeah. opposed to me avoiding the table, which is like your instinct. You don't want the bad news. Like yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to avoid them until they look really angry and then tell them it was the kitchen's fault. Yeah. But I would just go straight over and go, Hey, do you hear a crash a second ago? That was me dropping all your food. Yep. So it's going to be another 20 yeah. minutes. Sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, it's my bad. And, and, and it, to your point, it's just little communication along the way. Yeah. Instead of just like, you could handle the initial phone call or the initial order. Perfect. Yeah. But if it takes forever 
And you're just like, dude, Ben, you're horrible. Like what? And you're yeah. like, oh, it actually, I dropped it. And they're like, oh, if you would have told me that, yeah, I would have been fine. Exactly. So like your strategy works great. You know, you just communicate along the way. Yeah. Help them along the way. There's nothing else you can do. Sure. Your and there were people tied, that you know? were furious and it's understandable, yeah. you know, like, can't believe you did that. But I tell you nine times out of 10, just being honest and telling people where we are in the process, what's happening. That's how I got good dips. It yeah. certainly wasn't because I was delivering food in a timely <laughs> manner because I was terrible. So no, bad that, it's, it. dude, it's, it's exactly how it is. But, um, getting back to your question, I thought about the, uh, so that's maintenance. We talk a lot about that yeah. communication with maintenance. The other thing that, um, we talk a lot about with tenants and owners is payment. And so, you know, rent is due on the first, it's late on the third. It's, uh, you know, all this stuff. But if you don't communicate to the tenant that, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but you're a day late already. A lot of times the tenants don't even realize, oh, shoot, yeah. I forgot to pay rent. They don't have it on auto pay. They don't pay online and they just forget. And it's like, oh, it's 4th of July. Like we have 4th of July. It was coming up and it was like, you know, people it lands on a weird day during the week and rent's due. And I can't tell you how many people just space it. And so yeah. it's communicating, but then it's communicating to the owner. Hey, the tenant's rent is late you're going to get it a day or two later than you thought, yeah. you know, because it's clear in the bank or whatever. And those simple communications save a ton of heartache, a ton of stress. And if the owner, the owners will tell us if, if the property manager forgets, they're like, if you would have just told me it's two days late, it's no problem. Yeah, exactly. But There's if I have now. to, if I have to reach out to you to find out it's two days late, like <laughs> yeah. it's a totally different thing, even though it's the same issue. So um, I'd say payment and repairs are the big two that are just, sure. that that's probably most of our communication and then the last one I would say is uh, the move out process, you know, because the tenant's moving out, the owner's sitting there freaking out, like I'm going to have a vacant property. I've got a ton of maintenance coming up. I got to get my house ready. Yeah. We're getting people to apply to move in. And it's just, you got to communicate this process along the way to keep the owner in the loop, 100%. to get the tenant security deposit back that they deserve. You got to get, you know, all these things. And it's just simple communication along the way, even if it's to your point, bad news. Yeah. Just deliver just it along the know. way and they just want to know. Like, yeah. You know. All right. So um, last question then, uh, does a property management company alleviate liability from the owner then in situations? Um, I would say it, it can, right? So a lot of uh, kind of a two-part answer, but uh, in a lot of states and Arizona kind of has a, uh, a rule too. Like if you are out of state as a landlord, you have to appoint a local statutory agent. And, and a lot so of people lot, probably don't even know that. They don't. And <laughs> and actually when they hire us, we're like, hey, we'll be your statutory agent as part of this deal. They're like, oh, I didn't even know what that was. And yeah. you're like, oh, actually required to do that. And been breaking the law for <laughs> you know, but um, years. you know, just in case they need to get served or there's communication from the county or something that needs to get to the owner, they'll let us know and then we let the owner know. But um, you know, it alleviates some liability, but I would say for the most part, the liability that you are alleviated from is because you're hiring a professional that knows the laws with fair housing, with right. uh, move-ins and move-outs and a tenant landlord act and all of that stuff. There are little laws and statutes that you have to follow. And so it's not like, hey, hire us and you have no liability. You have the same liability, but you're hiring an expert to keep you out of the crosshairs of a lawsuit or, a, right. or an issue, you know, especially around um, lease placement. You know, when there's applications and you're yeah. dealing with fair housing a lot or ESA, you know, we spoke emotional support animals or um, discriminating against certain things on an application. It's like we have that honed in so tight that, no, we're you're you're not going to be liable because we're doing it right. You know, and so it yeah. does you do alleviate some liability there. 
Um, ultimately, as a landlord, you are responsible to make sure that uh, that your home is you know in good repair and that sort of thing. But your property manager should keep you up to date on maintenance, keep you up to date on you know health and safety concerns or fair housing issues and stuff like that. And so it's really just make sure you hire the correct local expert and you'll alleviate most of your risk and liability altogether just yeah. by having an expert represent you. Yeah. Plus, you know, when you hire someone like a property management company, you know, we've dealt with every kind of angry tenant situation yeah. you could think of, you know, and and to your point, that owner that called, you know, before and, and lost, you know, basically money because he upset the guy. Yeah we would have known right away, like, Hey, we know how to approach this. Yeah. Let us talk to well, it, it, has, it actually going back to that exact example. I let the owner know, say, Hey, part of our job is to keep you out of the courtroom. Yeah. Like, part of our, the reason you think we're standing up for the tenant, we're not just standing up for the tenant. We're helping them, but we're making sure that you are not going to be in the crosshairs of a lawsuit. Like yeah. you want to make sure that you are, everything's buttoned up, that they can't go after you and sue you. Because ultimately, as the landlord, you're liable. You know? yeah. And so part of our job is just to let them know, say, no, you can't do that. Obviously, it's against the law. But for the other reason is you don't want to get sued. You don't yeah. want to you know, lose this place because of a, a silly decision. So to your point, it's really just to alleviate the most liability possible, hire the best property management company you can. Yeah. All right. Good advice. So uh, let's end it on that then. That's it for us this time. Be sure to follow the show and leave us five stars wherever you're listening. And we'll see you guys next time.